Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 Extra Credit on WebmasterRadio.fm is now in session. Welcome to an extra credit segment of SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. So we've got a few questions we've had over the last little while we want to make sure we uh, pay attention to and help these lovely people out who are leaving questions on Facebook.com. And also, they've been sending it to us through our uh, through my email, actually, so I appreciate that. Um, remember, Facebook.com slash SEO101podcast is the place to go and post any questions. It's usually the easiest place. What's what your email? Saying, I was going to say, what's your email? They can send you an email too? Yep. Ross at stepforth.com. S T E P F O R T H. Yeah. So anytime. Um, nice thing about Facebook is it's, it's a lot harder to lose the question. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was actually uh, a question from uh, Jackie from Atomic Design. He sent an email to uh, Scott. Um, and sorry, Jackie, I intercepted. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so <laughs> Scott's not allowed to read his own email until Ross has approved it. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Yes, I, I see everything. Um, <laughs> it was about the, uh, the, uh, the death of the keyword meta tag. It was pretty funny. But anyways, um, and we discussed that on the last show. Now, uh, one thing, though, is he had a question about the author aspect of a website, rel equals author. So he says here, quote, unquote, regarding Google authorship, do you feel it is better for a company blog to all be under the same rel author or to use individual authors? Seems the company only authorship would result in a stronger authority ranking for that author as opposed to spreading it across multiple authors. And, well, what if an author leaves the company? If you can answer this on the be- last part of that podcast, I'll hear it tonight, but otherwise you'd like to get your thoughts. Thanks for the great podcast. Well, it's a good question. Um, and I suppose I suppose he's right. I mean, if you wanted to put everyone under the same company author, the thing is, it's not really a company. It's a person, and it could look odd. What do you think, John? I think you absolutely have to leave it at the individual. You cannot do it at the company level. Um, there's a number of reasons for this. One is... Um, who owns the content that's written? Because I, actually, I'm dealing with this quite a bit now, as far as how do we, you know, really deal with our authorship across. We've got 12 l- newspaper websites that we have literally a thousand plus authors under these brands, and how do you deal with this? And if you try to build authorship under the brand, one, it doesn't look authentic. You, you're you're going to lose not only from a readership perspective, you're going to lose it. I would guess from the perspective of the the algorithm and how how it, it uses authorship um, it, it's it's not something that's that's really 
designed for a brand to use. It's designed for a person to use. And well, I know, but it could be all under one person too. Yes, it could be one person. But if, if you decide you're going to make Stepforth the author for, for your site. Well, no, I know we're not talking about that. I don't think it's, it's necessarily, it could be just a person everyone writes for. Like See, if it was me, I don't think it's. I wouldn't do this. But if it was, if they, if they could do that, they could always just make it. So um, everyone who writes at Stuffworth writes under Ross Dunn, really good author. Yeah, and that's look at it. And I go back to the, the same thing you and I used years ago, Ross, when we talked about original SEO. Mm-hmm. If it would you do it if it wasn't for the search engine? If it wasn't for trying to game the search engine, would you do it that way, or would you have everybody write under their own name? Exactly. So, you know, you go back, if you're just doing this because you're trying to game authorship algorithm, you're taking it in the wrong direction. You're not looking at it from the right perspective. You want it to be your authors gaining strength. You want it to be the more authors you have on the same site, that gives the site strength. So if you've got 100 authors that are all strong authors that all talk tie back to the same site, that's a good thing for your site. That's a much better thing for your site, I think, than one author that's super strong tying back to your site. So from that perspective, you know, I think each individual person needs to have their own authorship. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? If you're concerned about them leaving and then taking that content, um, the content itself is another thing. But uh, frankly, if you're paying them, you own it anyway. That's my right. perspective. They, but And they won't, they won't take the content. They'll take their, no. their authorship weight. Yes, but you don't have to have that. You can also set it up so that everyone who uses Relico's author is using their a a branded uh, uh, profile of their name. So it's it's uh, they create one specifically so, uh, for so the here, company that you own. So here's my thought on people leaving the company and taking their authorship with them. And to, to quote a, a certain um, debater recently, that's malarkey, right? <laughs> Because let's let's say I write an article for Ross's site as a guest poster, right, with my authorship tied to it on his website. As my authorship rank gets stronger, my article on his site gets stronger, mm-hmm. right, over time. So if you've got somebody that's worked for you for six months and they leave, you still have all the work they did on your site tied to their authorship. So if they leave and go work for the New York Times and their authorship becomes even stronger than it was before, that's making all those articles on your site even stronger, right? Damn right. So don't worry about if, if they leave with it. What I would look at is when you're hiring new people, see if you can determine what their authorship levels are. See if they have any kind of authorship tied to, to their name already, you know, um, in the Google indexes. So don't look at it from a greedy perspective. You know, I want to keep this to me because you're going to keep it. Look at it from give these people the freedom to do what they can do. Let them write. Let them build their reputations. That's only going to benefit you short term and long term. <laughs> I really like that because it actually brings around uh, the whole concept of, you know, they already they already tie a lot to clout these days more than it should. But um, the same, it's become a, a bit of a sales point for for uh, hiring someone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in this case, this could be another one, right? Yeah. I actually heard a story about a chain of, I think it was a hotel chain that was hiring somebody in the marketing department, and they asked the person what their clout score was. They didn't know. They looked it up together. It was below 50. Interview was over based on the clout score. <laughs> That's scary. It is scary. <laughs> 
because because cloud score is pretty easy to manipulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and and the fact that well, then again, you know, if it's a social media position and they don't have cloud set up, why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even if they don't like it, who cares? Just set it up. It's not hurting anyone. Uh, it's just no brainer. Anyways, it, it is fascinating, and it, it really is the kind of metrics that are being built online right now that will have a a measured effect on people's ugh, gives me the creep creeps, but lives. Yeah, definitely. Wow, wow, Jackie, that well, was a great question. Yeah, thank you very much. SEO one hundred and one will be back right after recess. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome to an extra credit segment of SEO 101. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Okay, the next question is from Bill Link, and I love this because it's about a link question. Um <laughs> Whether that's coincidence or I don't know, but it's great. Uh, he says, uh, would it be more valuable to have one infographic with many links or many infographics with a few links? Or is there no real advantage either way if the total number of links would be roughly the same? Now, clearly, I can't control how many people link to an infographic, but I'm wondering about how to use a large pile of data. Should I create one massive infographic? What really the question is here is, am I simply splitting hairs here or should I just put something out there for people to link to? I'd like to start it off, John? Um, yeah, because I'm a little bit confused about his usage of infographics. If he's... 
Is he trying to say that he has one infographic that has a bunch of incoming links or outgoing links, I guess? That's my well, confusion. I think what he's, he's meaning is, should I just create one really good li- infographic to build links, or should I create a whole bunch of infographics uh, that perhaps won't be, won't be as good, but still be decent and build some links? So, um, so, so there's a two-word phrase that's becoming more and more common in our industry that you should be considering when you ask this question. And it's a phrase I've heard Matt Cutts mention and other people at conferences talking about. It's, mm-hmm. The phrase is infographic spam. <laughs> and there, there's definitely a lot of it happening, and it's, it's in the eyes of the people who matter as far as what to do about it and how to handle it, how to look at it. So if you're just creating tons and tons of infographics because you want tons and tons of links, you might want to think, rethink your infographic strategy. You know, the, the, the idea behind infographics is a common, is a really a way to draw links in using social media. And because social media is really the strength behind infographics, the sharing of these infographics, the passing them around. Um, people want to publish them in different places. That's the strength of an infographic because it's really, really shareable content. Yeah. If you if you're not doing a great job building one great infographic, instead you're spending doing a half-assed job building a hundred infographics. You've got the wrong strategy. I mean, the- also uh, Matt Matt Cutts has clearly uh, announced. I mean, as much as he can anyway, that uh, not only are they being targeted uh, in short term here, but they're also likely to be devalued. A lot of those links that are already out there, um, they're going to have to be careful with that. But because obviously they don't want to devalue all of them. Some of them are generally, genuinely earned. But uh, the fact is, I strongly, uh, I'm a huge proponent, I'll put it that way, of infographics, but not for links exactly. Um, you know, a, a pure link from an infographic is, is weak, and it's just begging to be penalized or at least erased. But the branding potential is exceptional, um, uh-huh. and, and it can really get across what yeah you know, what your brand is about like for example if you wanted to do something funny but you're a really dry company back to that idea before you could put something out in an infographic and uh really show that you're a different kind of organization again and differentiation um and and i believe too that it's a good way of getting a point across to people who are visual learners and uh, like i am i love graphics i love things like i give me a book that's just written i'm going to pass out asleep in no time but graphics will do a ton for me and uh, and that is not going to die i don't think infographics are going anywhere no i think the great thing about an infographic and the value of an infographic is the fact that you can take a complex a lot of complex information and Break it down and make it easy to consume, and that's that's why people love them because it's it's really easy to consume and understand complex information. If that's your goal, if you have complex information and you want to make it easier for people to understand, then infographics are the perfect medium, and they will do well for you. If your goal is to 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 craft a graphic that that is got some information on it because you want it published out there so you can get links, it's not probably going to work as well as you're hoping. Well, another, another another way of looking at it too is you could, you could build an infographic easily to even if it isn't complex, just to, to be different than your com- competitors. A lot of them are just trying to do content and articles and such, and it's maybe oversaturated with them. But no one's actually hit the space with a good infographic. Go for it. You know that's fantastic. That's the kind of thing you can do. It's not to build links, it's to build a brand. Um, you will get links, but uh, generally assume that they're going to be worthless and no time flat 
um, or very close to it. I would say it's like a reciprocal link at some point. The, the quality will be very low. Um, yeah. And, oh, oh. And, yeah. I was going to Go say, a real, good, a real good example is um, you know, in a recent show, we talked about an infographic that was basically talking about the history of SEO is dead. Right, it was done in infographic form. There's been so many articles written about you know why SEO is not dead and and all these different things, and they're just so laborious to get through and to read. They're just you know, it's like why do, do I want to go through this again? But when this infographic popped up, it was pretty much the same information, but it was visually appealing. It was easy to get through, and I read it and I talked about it and and, and I shared it with people, as opposed to you know it's just another way to present information in. In a methodology that people will share and use and understand, and if that's yeah. your goal, that's awesome. But if your yeah, goal is work. to try to uh, good links, cases. you're again, t- <laughs> yeah, you missed the point, which is the point that Google's trying to make right now, which is that's not the way to proceed. And uh, I'm not saying it doesn't work. There are, it's just a lot more work now. For example, you know, we do link building. Um, we still do it. I know it's crazy, but we do. But only the highest quality. Like we got one from a government site the other day. They genuinely liked the product our, our client was providing, so they did it. But, you know, that takes that took a lot of work, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> really, not the sort of thing you want to do and try and do and scale. There was know? really there was really interesting. Um, some of the people, the, the SMX East was not too long ago, and some of my team members, I sent them in. And one of my team members went into the advanced link building techniques session. And she came out. I said, well, what did you learn? And, and she said, well, it's hard to describe. I said, you learned there's no such thing as advanced link building, didn't you? She says, yeah. It's like there's either good link building or bad link building. There's not advanced. Sorry. So it's like you're either doing it right or you're doing it wrong. Um, you can do good link building with infographics, but it's very, very easy to do bad link building with infographics too. Yeah. And if anyone wants any advice on that or, or uh, some consultation, we do infographics uh, through a fantastic contractor of ours. But we do all the strategy, though. So we can plan it all, and, and we'd love to help you out because it is the way to go, but you need you may need some guidance, and uh, we're, we, we've definitely got that in spades, and we'd love to help. Now, uh, th- we've got another question here from Mike. Mike's a friend of mine in Victoria here, um, and he says uh, he's catching up on shows, and he says on October 1st, um, I'm, I, I believe I mentioned taking an SEO course. or Any suggestion on where good courses can be found? Now, my suggestion on this is on Facebook. I answered in there. I said I suggested that the, to get the book, The Art of SEO. It's one of my favorite books out in there in the entire industry. I don't think it's the only one worth reading personally. Um, uh, and read it. Read it from front to back and test and experience what was what's in the book whenever you can with a website that you own. Um, if you're afraid of trying something that's in there, you can always have a dummy site or something that's less important. You know that you can make a mistake on. But the fact is, you don't really need a course unless you need a person to, to really make sure you're on task at all times. It's effective, and frankly, The Art of SEO is a great book to do that with. Your thoughts, John? Yeah, I, I agree that, that, that books are great. There are some people, though, that learn better through instruction than through mm-hmm. reading and testing. There, there's different ways people different learn. Different people learn different ways. So there, there are some courses out there that are okay. Um, there's there's a lot of bogus ones out there as well, so you really need to do your due diligence when you're looking at these courses. Um, there's a few college colleges now that are offering classes. Um, there's actually a um, college in Orlando, uh, Full Sail University, that's actually offering a master's degree in Internet marketing, and and it's 
you know, I've, I've talked to people taking the class, and even a master's degree in internet marketing seemed a little weak to me as far as the types of courses and the type of information they were learning. So, you know, you, you've got to you've got to do what's best for you. If it's a book and practicing, like Ross says, great, that works. There's, there's, there's people that offer courses. Sempo has courses. I mean, there's professional organizations in our space that offer courses, but there's a lot of fly-by-night people out there saying, you know, we'll give you a certificate in how to do the best link building on the planet. Yeah, that's probably not going to be a bunch of help to you. So be careful if you're taking courses, you're looking at courses. Um, I don't have any specific ones I'd recommend at the moment, but, uh, I can do some digging. If you ask on Facebook, I'll, I'll come up with a couple for you. Actually, there's one that comes to mind. I, I've never heard a bad thing about it, and, and I really respect the, the teachers in it, and that's the Market Motive course. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of their name, too. I'm glad you brought that up because they are, they are good. That's the one I was yeah. going to say, but I couldn't remember their name. I don't believe they're inexpensive, but that's what you you know, you know pay for good learning, and, I, and I'm certain that it would be very, very good. Uh, and just, just so we know that Ross is plugging, the very, his very first co-host on this show, Jennifer Laycock, is one of the instructors of Market Motors. Yes, and she's actually bringing out a book soon, um, uh, Pinterest Marketing, One Hour a Day. Yep. An hour a day. So good for her. She's just kicking ass as usual and yeah. one of my favorite people. She's great. Yeah, and another good friend of mine, uh, Stunt Double, Todd Malacote, is also one of the instructors there on the SEO side. So it's, it's a good, solid group of people at Market Motor, but like Ross kind of alluded to, it's not exactly inexpensive. No, but you will get what you pay for. Yeah. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. Oh, That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere.
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome to an extra credit segment of SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Now, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but Google's doing is this AdWords compliancy um, service right now. Did you, did you hear about this? I have not. What's going on with that? Well, they're randomly picking companies and, going to, and making sure that they're compliant with their AdWords practices. Um, and when you do this, you say, okay, yes, and you send along. They ask for some examples of the reports you're sending to clients. It's good. I, I think it's a fantastic idea. And then they go through your site and make sure everything's in compliance. And the thing that gets me is we had it done. And I, I like to think of it as a as pretty strongly white hat company. But holy cow, are these people literal? I mean, <laughs> really? I got a deceptive practices posting for for one of the things. I, I was I knew it. You're a closet spammer. I knew yes. it. Yes. <laughs> well, you're right. Well, I, I just I, – I was speechless. And, and, and what it is, of course, is they take stuff out of context. It says, um, yes, I guess if you read this just this way, yeah, it wouldn't look good. It says um, deceptive practices policy. Um, third parties may not engage in unclear deceptive or harassing sales practices, including – Quote unquote, claiming to have an exemption from AdWords auction. On your site, you mentioned if your website is the most relevant to the search query, you will find your site ranking number one. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, if you just take that, that doesn't sound great. But it's, it's mixed with a lot of ifs, ands, or buts all around that phrase. Uh, anyways, I like what they're doing because I hope it does clear out people who are truly deceptively. Uh, using Google AdWords, but I don't know. I, it was a bit insulting being that I've been working so hard at being white hatish, but yeah. you know, anyway. So what's, cause, cause if I do just read that one sentence and it says specifically, and you're specifically talking about paid search, right? Yes. So if you're talking about paid search and you say, if your website is the most relevant to search query, you will find your site ranking number one. I can see, you know, I don't. I haven't seen anything else around that. So I, I look at that and I say, that's BS. That's bullshit. What? I, excuse me. That, what, what? What about you know, you know, all the other factors other than relevancy that go into that? So I can mm-hmm. see how they pull that out. But again, how did you? How did you fit that in with the rest of the message in the paragraph or around that sentence? Yeah, and I have to look at it again. Honestly, I mean, I just got it this this morning, um, but I do know that whatever we write is very well. Should be very clear that whatever is sold or whenever you use AdWords, it's not a perfect science. You know, you're, you're there with other people. They also pay. They're going to get their chance at number one. And no one's there all the time. Um, nothing's guaranteed. Uh, and, you know, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I, in a way, so it could I'm, be I'm, that they're going to make us look at this a lot harder, and that's a good thing. I, I, would say if you just, I would say if you just change one word in that sentence, you'd be fine. Your sentence reads, if your website may. is the most relevant to the search query, you can or may, that's right, find your site ranking number one. Exactly. Right? It's the will that got you because that's almost like a statement of guarantee. You will find your site ranking number yeah. one. Yeah, and it was all about Google. It was all about how – I think this page is all about how Google AdWords works. It wasn't even about what we would do. 
Uh, and it's out of date. I mean, it's, it is. I mean, we, we only update our site uh, as much as we can, but really that's not very much. Um, and I'm for, first to admit it. Uh, oh, yeah, and this is great, too. And another one is, is uh, uh, this is a quote of what we posted. It says, as soon as we see how the search engines have reacted, we can decide whether more or less optimization is required to get you the number one position. Okay, again, there should be more ifs, ands, or buts in there. But I don't know about you, but you've got to also be careful, too. When people are reading stuff and all they read are ifs, ands, or buts, they run the other way. So you have to find a way to be clear, but also not deceptive. And, 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 so I'm and, I think, it on. and another thing, maybe if you didn't specify number one position, if you said, you know, we can Design. decide whether whether more or less optimization is required to get you better positioning or increased mm-hmm. positions or something like that, as instead yeah. of like calling out the number one position. Exactly. Yeah. So you know what? Hand slap. There's some stuff we need to fix. Um, their wording and, and some of the way they went at it, like. Uh, I hope you also do this, or at least do this. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, who do you think See, you're talking to? <laughs> and, and and to relate this back back to SEO instead of PPC, there's been a long term argument in our industry about standards and regulations, you know, so we can get rid of and have some recourse against black hat and deceptive policies. Mm-hmm. But the only way to make that happen is to get the engines involved. There's no way we could ever have those kind of standards with, without the engines being involved in maintaining those standards with us or helping us. And if that happens. And we get this kind of stuff on the SEO side too, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That well, you know, they, if we don't have uh, the stuff, everything changed within 30 days. We lose all access to Google AdWords and everything Google in terms wow. of uh, everything business. Google. Like you wouldn't well, be able to do analytics or any of that kind of stuff. Yep. Gmail. Wow. Oh no, I think it's all no, not Gmail. No, no, it's not the stuff that's free, but you know, the stuff that's anything to do with any kind of of business aspect. Did, did they give you point by point things you need to change A, B, C, D, and F, or did they were they vague like they do on the SEO side? Uh, well, I'm obviously going to pretend as though they're being vague, but uh, you know they did show us examples of the wording, so we're just going to have to go through it again. And, and you know what, it would be a good ex- a good opportunity to update the site anyway. Yeah. But, so uh, my recommendation to you is get rid of anything that calls out a specific position, mm-hmm. and then. Get- Take things like will or must or you know those kind of things and make them a little bit more like can or may like you talked about and I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised even those existed, frankly. But I think that's what happens when the owners like myself aren't the guys writing the content anymore, you know. And, and there's only so much proofing being done, and that's a bit embarrassing. But you know, I I, I don't have any problem wearing my dirty laundry online. It's the stuff that we learn from, right? And everyone learns. I'm always learning. You do and, wear it in real life. Why not online? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. And please do send more questions. We love them. And, uh, it, and we hope you get a lot out of the, our answers. Uh, you know. and, and also keep in mind that we, uh, we have to get paid to, to eat. So if you have any ideas or any consultations you require, like, give us a call. We'd love to help. And you know, my, my email address is ross at stepforth.com. And uh, you can send along any uh, inquiries or check out our sites. And and, 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 just, just call Ross. I'm already too fat. I don't need to eat anymore. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you want to just talk, you can hit me up on Twitter at John Carter. There you go. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, we hope you have a great day. And uh, that's the end of our extra credit episode of SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks, everybody.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.